With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Last December, Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for February 20th and the 21st at the UK High Court to determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal or whether he'll be extradited and renditioned to the United Soviet States of America. TNT will be at the Royal Courts of Justice broadcasting and covering the entire two days if required. Then TNT will broadcast from various locations throughout London. So be sure to check that out. And we got uh, Terry Wolf coming up this hour and uh, Gabe uh, of Libre Solutions Network.substack.com. Both of them do excellent work. And I thought, uh, and by the way, uh, I'll be again next week. I will be in Acapulco, Mexico at the uh, Anarchapulco event. So if you happen to be there, um, you know, say what's up, buy me some tacos. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, we're going to start with some really sad news today. Very sad noticias. Are you sitting down? The U.S. House has failed to impeach DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. That is very sad news. That guy <laughs> deserves to be impeached. Um, and there was a crazy video of him being grilled by Josh Hawley the other day uh and holly was telling him basically you suck he didn't say he didn't use that word but just basically saying you're doing a horrible job uh you know almost on the verge he's a traitor in a sense i'm probably gonna have be flagged now on my next flight into the us i'll probably get the secondary screening <laughs> but my orcas responded um because we're, we're dealing with your, your, your character nobody cares what color skin you are whatever uh you're not doing your job and Mayorka says I'm I'm the child of Holocaust survivors and just like what he's like trying to use this get out of jail free card it's like that's irrelevant you are opening the borders and implementing tyranny and the DHS is overseeing overseeing the censorship of U.S. citizens illegal migration what does that have to do with anything? That was just absolutely crazy. But anyways, a lot of crazy news going on. Max Kaiser tweets, neo-feudalism. I keep using that word. He says, neo-feudalism, there will only be one bank, the Fed, and CBDC will replace U.S. dollar. He's commenting on the story that New York Community Bank or collapsed near 27-year lows after talks with regulator. A lot of algorithm ghetto news. Check this one out today. D.C. supermarkets turn to high-tech security gates as crime continues to surge would you look at that another conspiracy theory comes true the, the the prophecy has been fulfilled we have been many of us have been talking about this that they would launch a stand down false flag by letting criminals and and shoplifters run roughshod which would be the pretext then to install the social credit system and they did it literally it's so predictable guys please get you know 
throw us a curveball here. This is getting really ridiculous. It's boring. Like your script, we have your script. Surprise us. Come on. Uh, it says that some Washington, D.C. supermarkets have started installing high-tech security gates in an effort to prevent rising retail theft and crime in the nation's capital. Basically, uh, customers have to scan the receipt for the gate, the high-tech gate to open so that they can leave. Um, you know, th that is the beginning of this surveillance social credit system. You know, pretty sure soon they'll probably add facial recognition. You know, they'll patchwork it in. So totally not surprised. Um, Belarus is rolling out its digital Belarusian ruble in two years, they say. And isn't it interesting? This is Sputnik. It says um, the central bank, with the central bank, it will be much easier to track the movement of money um, one of the representatives says, perhaps in the future, an exchange of cash rubles for digital ones will be organized through an ATM. So there you go. Uh, algorithm ghetto multipolar edition. Um, there are no good guys. Belarus, Russia, China, USA, Europe, Mexico. Everyone is playing the globalist game. And Whitney Webb just published an article for Bitcoin magazine. And here's just the, the, the takeaway for me. She writes, these programs from ID2020 and from the UN's World Food Program tie a person's iris biometrics to a digital ID that links directly to that person's digital wallet where aid money is disbursed, meaning that if, for example, a refugee wants to eat, they must participate in a cashless biometric-based financial system where financial transactions and key aspects of identity, including education, credentials, health records are stored with the World Bank poised to serve as the database for much of this infrastructure once developed at scale via its ID4D initiative. Uh, like, um, it seems likely that the coming SDG-aligned digital finance and digital ID system will also incorporate climate wallet, yada, yada, yada. And then ASEAN, Southeast Asian Union members agree on Inclusive, interoperable, um, used to be digital ID. They're using the phrase now, digital public infrastructure, DPI, to foster socioeconomic integration integration with the region um, and e-government services to connect people and businesses to develop a digital ecosystem. Tunisia's biometric ID project back on the table. Bahrain sees high uptake of digital ID. It just never ends. Um, everyone is is in on it. Fun, fun times. I will see you in the cyber gulag. Um, and also a reminder for a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT. Simply visit our website, tntradio.live. We've got, uh, I think, so, some new hosts that have come online. Tyler Nixon uh, in the afternoon there. Uh, we also serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda, keeping you in the loop on today's News Talk TNT. Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, have for years. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Presidente Jose Biden was caught in another embarrassing gaffe when he recently claimed that he met and spoke with former French President Francois Mitterrand during a 2021 G7 summit. 
which would be quite a feat considering Mitterrand passed away in 1996. Here with the story joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Herbori. If anyone could do it, my my uh, yeah, I, I'm riding with Biden. He can do it. Uh, by the way, fun fact, uh, Joe Biden will be 86 years old by the time his next term ends if he wins. Uh, and uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to be improving uh, in the uh, cognitive area. In fact, he seems to be declining. Uh, recently, uh, just this weekend, he managed to get a country wrong, a name wrong, and an era wrong. All three, uh, triple play, all during one anecdote <laughs> during a campaign event that he uh, was doing in Las Vegas ahead of their primary, which I think is today. Uh, but he did this uh, speaking thing on Sunday. Uh, he was talking to hospitality workers at the Pearson Community Center, uh, and he was just finishing up. He was denouncing MAGA Republicans. He was suggesting that a failure to choose him in the general election might mean democracy's demise, uh, the usual, and he wrapped it all up with a personal anecdote that didn't do quite well. Uh, he is currently 81 years old, and this is what he had to say. Uh, quote, look, Trump and his MAGA friends are dividing us, not uniting us, dragging us back to the past, not leading us to the future, end quote. Uh, after framing Republicans as the one last remaining obstacle to a brave new world, Biden dragged his audience back to an uncertain past, noting, quote, you know, right, right. Right after I was elected, I went to what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders, and it was in it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America is backed and end quote uh, the 47th G7 summit in Cornwall, England, which he was speaking of, was held just months before Biden's disastrous, wonderful withdrawal from Afghanistan. Here's what he had to say, uh, quote, and, and, and Mitterrand from Germany. I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, you know what? Why? How long you back for? And I looked at him and the and the chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times and London Times said a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the prime minister. What would you say? And then Biden adds, quote, and I never thought about it from that perspective. Uh, what would we say that happened in another democracy around the world? Well, the whole world watched. The whole world watched. And what's going on? End quote. I have no idea what's going on, Biden. Uh, most people couldn't understand what he was saying. Uh, there's a big problem with all of this uh, because the major issue with this story is, of course, that he not just misstated, then corrected himself, then once again misstated Francois Mitterrand's nationality. The issue is that Mitterrand has been dead for 28 years. Uh, he was the president of France, not the chancellor of Germany, from 1981 to 1995, and he passed away on January 8th, 1996. So it would have been kind of tricky for Biden to meet him at the 47th G Summit in Cornwall, England. But hey, what do I know? Uh, the White House knows what to do. Uh, apparently, they took a transcript from Biden's speech and then crossed out the word Mitterrand uh, and uh, indicated that he meant to say Macron you know, the current president of France. But um, yeah, Harvori, uh, he's looking good for another four years. What do you think? We finally have the proof, Ruckus, that the White House, Biden and his regime are practicing the occult. They are carrying out uh, seances, contacting the dead, 
you know, with the, the Ouija boards and what whatnot. Um, there was a funny comment from the Gateway Pundit readers who said, now we know whose hand he's been trying to shake when there's no one there. Um, you know, how long does this have to go on, Rock? Is day in, day out that we literally have a, a president who's demented who's got dementia like like literally I'm, I'm just stating that objectively and it's 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 an embarrassment and and the people who vote for him like it should be across party lines like even democrats should be thinking like this is an embarrassment like our democratic president is nuts like he does it's but no they have no shame at at all and um it's idiocracy. I feel like we are in idiocracy now. And as you know, Joe Allen says, idiocracy with algorithms. Um, I love the term algocracy, idiocracy, algocracy. I guess that's what we're we're, we're living in. Uh, and I can't even imagine another four years of this ruckus. Uh, can you? <laughs> what do you think? No, and I think you're on to something. I think he's got like a, a spirit medium channeler thing going on because he's he's talked to dead people before, apparently, or at least referred to them. It was um, there was uh, who was it? Indiana Representative Jackie Walorski, who died in 2022, one month later after eulogizing. Uh, so he spoke at her funeral. Uh, Biden called out to her during a speech in Washington saying, quote, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I, I think she was going to be here, end quote. So I, I'm seeing a trend here. So he likes to talk to dead people. And I finally figured it out um, that those are the only people voting for him. Rory. I, I didn't think about um, that one. But, you know, again, I really can't believe that we're facing, you know, while a lot of people that I have on, like Daniel McCarthy was saying that um, it looks like it's going to be Biden trump I, again i have a feeling trump is going to win didn't biden just say recently he's looking forward to um debating trump trump challenged him to a, a debate did you catch that piece of news that's got to be fake news there's no way biden won't like debate anyone no he said It'd that be, I well think... really okay i missed it that's all trump said uh he, he liked a debate and biden said something to the tune of if i were trump i would want to debate me again Again, it's just like he's uh, shooting himself in the foot there, setting himself um, up. But I don't know. I, I hope I hope Biden doesn't run. I mean, who, who else do you think would be running? You know, well, you know, we saw James O'Keefe recently. He had an expose that said um, they don't want to take him down. They, 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 want, they have to keep Kamala because of her skin color. Um, Kamala Harris, you think, maybe running? Now, the biggest theory right now that I keep hearing people bringing up uh, frightens me, but they're going to roll in somebody like Michelle Obama. Um, and uh, to that end, usually I, I, I've been hearing people talk about it, but only with you know evidence supporting it. But some of the actions and things that Michelle Obama has been saying and doing lately leads me to believe that that's actually really very much on the table. Um, and you know what? That, that's horrible enough. But uh, worse than that would be, say, I don't know, Gavin Newsom. So, you know. Uh, sadly, I don't believe that our votes truly count, but if they're just going to force someone on us out of those two, I'll take Michelle Obama over Gavin Newsom myself. <laughs> I, I have read interviews where Michelle said, no, uh, she doesn't want to do it. She's seen what Barack has gone through. Uh, and frankly, I, I would not want to be president, but, um, yeah, I mean, what we're seeing, you know, that's the other news that the elections are run by the intelligence agencies. 
DHS and and the stories now that logical that AI they're using all these third-party big tech uh, boutique software companies to manage the elections in Google so th there's no more democracy the intelligence agencies are voting for us if we vote incorrectly uh they'll vote right uh for us th there's no more elections there, there's no more democracy we're officially now in technocracy and scientific dictatorship which is why I'm no longer voting myself <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, good, good on everyone who is still going to go out. Uh, you know, you do you, uh, I'll do me and uh, Ruckus. Thanks for that. We'll catch up with you in a bit. Terry Wolf is joining us. We'll be right back. TNT's Mark Morano. This just in, we have a new way that's proven effective in dealing with climate protesters who deign to block highways, streets, and other public areas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this appears to be the most effective way we have a uh, we have a field shot, a correspondent on the scene. Let's go to clip four and take a look at how to deal with climate protesters when they block your way on your morning commute. I don't want to see protests shut down, but obviously when you're blocking traffic and you're doing that, you need to be dealt with. I thought this was a great vigilante way of dealing with it. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. The human mind is like a computer, no matter how efficient it may be. Its reliability is only as great as the information fed into it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We mandate that the truth be told. You're hearing it. TNT. It's Terry Wolf Tuesday, our man in Manitoba, Canada, FEMA Region 11, the Canadian sector of the North American Union. Uh, check out his websites, wolfpox.com, winterchristian.substack.com. He's been seen by millions on, on TikTok. By the way, uh, Terry, uh, on Saturday, I watched the replay of your chat with with Wheezy on his What is Truth podcast. Uh, uh, you know, uh, how did you like uh, that appearance? I liked it. I mean, uh, I had no idea what to expect, really. But we ended up getting into a lot of the psychology of social engineering, which is, uh, you know, one of my favorite topics. Uh, so we managed to talk about how the military gets involved, how um, they use you know, false dichotomies and, and getting into some history. So uh, if people want to check out Wheezy's podcast, it's called What is Truth? Um, you know, I, I, I had a blast. 
Yeah, he he was a bit worried. He didn't know how you you took it because you're Christian. He's uh, he doesn't have strong religious convictions. Um, but I told I told him you are you're you're a bit stoic. Uh, I, I guess so. You know, don't read anything the wrong way. <laughs> I know you're you're happy to cover the waterfront, talk about anything. Uh, um, you know, anything interesting going on uh, in Canada or or, or otherwise. Uh, I don't really have any Canada news. I don't think today. Um, it it might have been a slow week, or I just I know like there was a there was a little clip of um, Justin Trudeau arguing with Pierre Polyev, uh, who's the leader of the opposition, and Trudeau got so mad he was trying to rant about how he was when he got into office he was fixing all of these problems, and one of the first things he came out of his mouth was when we got into power, uh, we started to fix things immediately. We cut taxes for the top 1% and we and then he like rants off these other things but like he lets it slip that the first thing he did was cut the taxes for the 1% for the for the upper elite and so everybody's sort of making fun of him for that that he sort of a freudian slip there that he um was giving benefits to the wealthiest um i don't have a i don't have a story for that or whatever but i know it's been making the rounds i saw the clip myself i know it's real it's just a, a flub and uh, he was sort of losing it there uh, a different story that caught my eye just very recently was um, this one on deepfakes saying uh, audio cloning can take over a phone call in real time without the speakers knowing. So I want to, you know, assure people that it was, I think I, you're hearing me right now. You're not, it might be a takeover. I, I guess I wouldn't know if it was happening, but uh, generative AI is supposed to be able to listen to people's phone calls, hijack them in real time. Um, and there's this Hong Kong fraud case that got involved that alerted people to this, where somebody in, in a business, an employee transferred $25 million US in funds to five bank accounts after a virtual meeting with what turned out to be audio video deep fakes of the senior management of the company, the biometrics and digital identity world, which, you know, we talk about all the time, the biometrics and digital world um, side of things. It's on high alert and the threats are growing more sophisticated by the day, they say. So this is an example of a story where they can justify forcing us all to have biometric digital ID, really ramp up the security. You can't trust anything. Here's $25 million that somebody apparently fell for this deep fake. And so uh, they got scammed and I don't know what happens. In a case like that, I don't know where the law stands on it, where insurance companies stand on it, who's ultimately reliable for these types of things, but this would be a, a story they could push for why we need stronger biometrics and digital identities all over the place. It's so predictable, um, Terry, you know, the solution is social credit system. The algorithm ghetto is the solution, you know, just before you joined, we've talked about this before, um for years and years in canada usa europe they've just been allowing criminals to go into shops and just take whatever they want and leave no law and order and now we know why we know we've been saying james lindsay many others that we've seen it's just common sense that they were letting that happen on purpose because the solution is it's the same solution it's it's digital id social credit system so in washington dc and some supermarkets now they've put in high tech um gates so you can only exit if you have a receipt that show that you paid you know and so and then whitney webb just dropped for bitcoin magazine an article talking about how bitcoin blackrock is basically co-opting bitcoin and 
they're going to create one one ring to rule them all basically right uh, a system where it's going to have cbdc's and and bitcoin and and everything kind of like on one ledger uh and so it, it, we used to think you know they're gonna they're gonna have to outlaw bitcoin and it's only going to be cbdc's they're pretty smart these guys they're incorporating mm -hmm. um everything into that and and you found this clip on um uh bitcoin as well which we're going to play now which is more proof that now they're coming after the bitcoin miners so one by one you know earlier at the beginning of this year they said now you have to report bitcoin over 10 10 grand uh with these odious reporting requirements now they're coming after the miners it just goes on and on so let, let's play this clip uh regarding the latest developments in it when it comes to bitcoin bitcoin mining is over in america if you haven't been paying attention president biden just issued an emergency data collection of all bitcoin miners in the united states starting in a week and if you do not comply it is a ten thousand three hundred and sixty six dollar per a day fine he is using the energy administration to collect a survey on bitcoin mines their coordinates how much they're using every piece of information where their company is domiciled and they are putting together a, an extensive report uh you know this is a subdivision of the department of energy and they're going to submit it to the president and guess what they're going to say hey you know these miners are stressing the critical electric energy infrastructure of the united states and then they are going to ban this i have been saying this for a very long time a lot of people have been laughing at me this is why my company has invested in Bitcoin mining, you know, in other jurisdictions outside of the United States. And a lot of people are very, you know, naive, right? Blockchain, all some of the biggest companies, Compass Mining, all these guys, they are have huge facilities in Texas. I was just at an event that, you know, Bitmain, you know, flew me out to and I was having dinner with all the top miners in the US, many of them in Texas. And I, you know, said the same thing that, hey, the regulations, you know, are going to come heavy and hard on the U.S. And, you know, it's not going to be a great place to mine. They all kind of laughed at me like I was crazy. Well, guess what? Some of these guys called me in the middle of the night last night after this was issued. They're like, hey, we heard you're, you know, mining in Paraguay. We're trying to, you know, pivot there. You know, can we hire you as a consultant to, you know, get us started there? And, you know, they're seeing the writing on the wall with this new data collection edict. So if you, you know, are buying Bitcoin mining stocks of companies in the U.S., you are investing in Bitcoin mining in the U.S., be very, very careful because I think it will be banned and they will go with the whole environmental angle and at that it is stressing the U.S. critical energy infrastructure. So for me personally, my favorite places to mine are Paraguay and the UAE. They're very, you know, friendly nations for Bitcoin mining. They have, you know, in Paraguay, it's hydroelectric. It's, you know, very sustainable energy. This energy just goes to waste if it's not used. So they cannot attack that you're killing the environment angle. So these are two countries I recommend, you know, if you're in the U.S. and you're in mining, I would start trying to sell it to some you know, someone else and get out of that industry. So this is a huge warning sign. And once this survey is done, I think the hammer is going to come down on the Bitcoin mining industry in the United States. Now, big, big news, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. President Joe Biden has criticized former President Donald Trump for the lack of progress on the recent Senate border deal. 
attributing its stagnation to Trump's political motivations and influence. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is reportedly considering the dismissal of both Valery Zeluzhny, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, and Sergei Shaptala, the chief of the general staff. This news follows Zelensky's recent announcement of a significant restructuring of Ukraine's leadership. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24 7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. So, Terry, what are your further thoughts on these developments with Bitcoin and, and crypto? Well, I mean, so much for being this anonymous, you know, uh, thing that you can just do on your own. And it's sort of an entrepreneurial, decentralized business that the government can't touch. I mean, that's always been the thing I look for with Bitcoin is there are all these weak spots that the exchanges um, we, we've seen people's wallets get seized and there's all sorts of ways they can still get at you. So the whole point was to be almost like this, you know, pirate underground movement that, you know, is so anti-government, nobody can touch it. Now, guess what? $10,000 a day if you're mining without having registered. I mean, it, it's like a gun grab. Um, it's, it's the same equivalent where it's like you have to register, they can come and take it, you, you can be fined. Uh, this is not at all. Um, I mean, it's first of all, it's not a constitutional right, so it's not going to be handled the way that firearms would be. But um, that's how people have been talking about: is this revolutionary thing that'll save you in a collapse? And now you have to be registered, or else you're getting tens of thousands of dollars, you know, per week until you do it. So if people are leaving the country and doing it elsewhere, that's one thing. But um, who has the the means to do that if you have all these servers and and processors that you're using to mine with it sounds like a nightmare and he said that uh he thinks it'll be shut down completely or made illegal to mine because of environmental reasons that's what i've been saying since around 2020 2021 when the green movement really got crazy um and you know we have a a thing from elon musk talking about the environment too where it fits right in. Even the alternative, the so-called you know champions of the people are saying the same thing. It's all about cracking down with the environmental movement. That's why I call it the Green World Order. They're going to use the environment to justify every kind of tyranny. Um, and what are you going to say about it? Because the climate science hoax is so huge, uh, you know, they can just override anybody. Yeah, and you're referring to Elon Musk's tweet the other day where he said the only action needed to solve climate change is a carbon tax. Elon Musk is pro-carbon tax, which is pro-social credit system, which is pro-algorithm ghetto and all that. Um, and I was listening to Jim Rogers this morning who gave an interview on Kitco, multimillionaire. I don't even know if he's a billionaire. I interviewed him some years ago. Um, and he said he doesn't have any. He was talking about the economic collapse that's coming, that we're going to world war. He said he doesn't have any crypto, which was, uh, you know, for me, it's interesting. Like, I mean, if you, if you make money with all this other stuff, you don't really need to get into crypto. And um, even for my website, I took down my crypto addresses because I don't really care for it anymore. And, and um, I don't want to deal with this paperwork. So I'm like, I'm kind of like, for now, I'm done with it. 
uh and and um I even got an email from my accountant today it's that it, it's that time of year now it's tax season I got to do all this tax stuff and cryptos man they, they are a headache if you're if you want to comply like I do if you're one of those people that don't care that's your thing but I don't want to be caught in the crosshairs we I've got enough we've got enough problems already um let's talk then UFOs we're going to get into the new age our our favorite topic new agey type stuff and there was this clip from like a week ago which we we didn't get to but you're you're starting to see everything merging here the the the, the flat earth the the Rudolf Steiner type stuff viruses don't exist the oneness the UFOs the blah 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 uh and and let's play this clip uh about uh UFOs uh, to start there also is a lot of chatter from fundamentalist religious communities about what UFOs mean or about what uh, the potential for extraterrestrial life means. And it actually just tie in a little bit with what you mentioned there about the possibility of there being uh, other dimensions and that actually, you know, in some way, shape or form, some of the UFO presence that we may or may not be seeing are things like demons or negative spirits, etc. I mean, do you buy into any of that? I don't believe in demons myself, but a lot of people do. And certainly the Bible uh, talks about these things in terms of unclean spirits. And there has been, uh, is probably a faction still in both the US and the UK that thinks that some aspects of the UFO phenomenon are demonic. And one of their reasons for believing that is a passage in, in the book of Ephesians in the Bible that talks about Satan as being the prince of the power of the air. I think that it is undeniable that many of the world's great religions have in recent years started to think seriously and, and do some theological uh, debate about what the consequences would be of discovering extraterrestrial life. We know that the Catholic Church, for example, has issued a number of statements on this. One of them said that there's no doctrinal objection to the existence of aliens because, as they put it, man may place no creative limits upon God. NASA has quietly put in a bit of funding to theological conferences that have, have talked about this. And uh, in, in one sense, I don't know it's I don't know that it's because any of the the great religions of the world know this to be true. I think it's more a case that they're hedging their bets and they're thinking if it's true, they want to get ahead of the game this time and not get caught up in the sort of science versus religion dogfight that we saw in in the, the Middle Ages, for example, with Copernicus and, and Galileo. All right, so there we go uh, again. I, the common thread here, I, I, I think, is they're going to use the alien UFO psyop to do away with the traditional religions. I think in Christianity, um, either do away with the God of the Bible or put someone else up um, beside him. And you know, the the Prometheus film by Ridley Scott. It was a well made film, entertaining. Um, it promotes this idea that we were created not by God, but by aliens, that we were seeded by aliens are basically our parents. Uh, and I would not be surprised if in the coming years, this is what the is, is revealed through government declassification. Uh, your further thoughts, Terry? 
yeah, I think I know I'm interested that that is even a topic that is being brought up because it's I hear it everywhere. Every time I see something on UAPs or UFOs in on TikTok or something, for example, the comment section is full of, uh, I guess, Christians saying that these are demons and that this whole thing is being set up for a demonic either a demonic invasion. Some people think that there's going to be a UFO event that will be quote unquote real, but it won't be what you think it is. They're priming us to believe it's UFOs when it's actually demons. I don't tend to lean that way as much as I think that uh, you'll see a mysterious phenomenon happening in occult circles, people who get into mysticism and, you know, Stephen Greer, for example, I talk about in my book, Fire in the Rabbit Hole. I have an entire chapter on UFOs in there. Um, he sells like an app where you can meditate and make direct uh, contact with them. You're supposed to be able to commune with them psychically um, with these extra dimensional beings. Well, in biblical terms, you know, a psychic connection with the other dimensional being is exactly the same as worshiping a spirit. And there's no difference at all. It's just a changing of the terms. Um, and so you could see all sorts of weird things happening when people are effectively worshiping demons um, that can create hallucinations and all sorts of things. You can get, start to get reports on people having these crazy experiences and they believe them because it's happening in their mind, but they're actually possessed. And we've, you know, you can look into the case studies on that. The, definitely a lot of interesting overlap between occultism and the UFO experience where pilots and scientists who are into the occult you know, it's a it's a field of uh, exploration, essentially. It's a type of science, mysticism. And so, um, and, and as for the, like the Catholic Church, uh, Pope Francis has already said that he would talk with aliens and he would uh, try to convert them to Christianity if he could, and he would work with them if they were revealed. Um, there's an article from back in 2014 from The Atlantic that says Pope Francis said he would definitely baptize aliens if they asked him to. So, I mean... This narrative is already primed and ready for the Catholic Church to step in and say, you know, we'll lead the charge here. We'll we'll merge whatever these beings are with our faith. And if they're demons, then that's all the more uh, dark and uh, and and worrisome. But I, I love seeing people talk about this. Uh, Nick Pope, you know, asking this question. I think it needs to be asked. And I would also say that uh, there's a Hebrew scholar that I was a big fan of, he passed away not too long ago, called Michael Heiser, and he wrote some books, some science fiction books on exactly this, called The Facade and the Portent, and um, he, I think, had some sort of insider knowledge about this because of the amount of detail he goes into in his book about the military trying to get insights from Hebrew scholars like himself into how to spin this topic so that religious so that religious people and Christians and fundamentalists, like he said, fundamentalists especially, would accept that these beings were real and they would uh, play along with the whole thing, create the psyop basically. And so, you know, there's a lot of interesting material if, out there if people want to check this out. Yeah, and you know, I think the phenomenon is is real. All this stuff that we're discussing, it's the, the UFO phenomenon, everything that surrounds it, these abduction experiences. The question is, what's the, the, true, the true nature of that phenomenon? And as you say, some people are saying they're extraterrestrials. Um, others, Valet, Hynek, say it's an interdimensional, extradimensional phenomenon. I had Ralph Blumenthal 
on a few months back. He wrote a, I, I really enjoyed his book, and he even mentions the the, the different um, theories out there, including the occult on and, and demonic link to the UFO. He's a veteran New York Times journalist, and um, yeah, so we're gonna keep an eye out uh, on that. Uh, and it's it's time for our break again check out terry's websites winterchristian.substack.com i've been uh, his, his latest if, if we have time to talk about his uh latest two pieces that they're, they're very good i very much enjoy them and you can get his books at wolfbox.com we'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective i really don't understand how this trial between michael mann and mark stein is continuing and i don't know if dr mann wanted to put his hockey stick on trial. There are so many holes in his argument. It is hard to believe. I don't even understand how people could have let that out without questioning it. And I've talked about this before. One of the biggest problems I have is he won't let anyone look at his data, at least no one that is skeptical of his data. And that should raise red flags. And I've talked about this many, many times. You can go and look at what the global temperature does. When it's warm in the eastern and central part of the United States and warm across Europe, usually the global temperature is elevated. Now, when it's cold in those areas, believe it or not, the global temperature is actually colder. The problem with his whole hockey stick and the recreation of temperatures from pine cones is the areas he looks at and draws his ideas from are usually cold when the earth is warm. So he would not be able to detect that. He would not know that because he's not a meteorologist. If he was a meteorologist, would he know it? Of course he'd know it because we talk about this all the time. They're called teleconnections. So if I were in there talking about this, I'd be asking, where is your meteorology background and are you aware of this going on? But in any case, this whole hockey stick idea of temperature recreation looks to be more of a hokey stick to a lot of us out there. And the first red flag is you wouldn't let anyone look at your data. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing, rescuing, honoring, protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes across all missions has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Wolfpox.com, check out Terry's stuff. And you, know, you, you got this clip regarding communitarianism. Um, what's going on here, Terry? Uh, the communitarian, uh, you know, phenomenon is not very much known. It's not known by name, but I'm finding more and more videos of people sort of treating this as a, a normal social phenomenon. They want to get in on it. 
And so this one is just a reminder that, um, you know, it's sort of a trend. It's, it's trendy. It's fashionable. People banding together and trying to live off the grid. And, and so the, the clip is a pretty short one just saying um, that, you know, are you noticing that, and I am, I, I hear people talking about this in my daily life, that people want to live off the grid and they're willing to band together and sort of work as a team, as a community to do it. And um, we've been talking about communitarianism. I have a whole chapter in my book, Fire in the Rabbit Hole, on that too, because I think it all ties together into this collapse, post-collapse sort of scenario we're looking at. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it, I guess it's becoming fashionable. This is kind of a viral video. Yeah, and it's a trend in the alt media, in the increasingly new age alternative media scene. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm seeing it at the conferences. This is what people are, are working towards, planning, being involved with. Let, let, let's play the brief clip. So is everyone else's friend group talking about buying some land and having a homestead together where everyone has like grows separate crops so we can all like help each other out and have a supportive community because our society that we live in feels like it's crumbling beneath our feet? Is everyone else's friend group talking about that or is it just just me? Yeah, so that was a perfect example. And then this all sort of segues. There was recently um, this scandal between James Dellingpole and David Icke. And I'm with Dellingpole on this one because he's a Christian. Um, and I like that he's been brave now and outspoken and, and encouraging me to be more so and calling out David Icke for his theosophy, for his Lucis Trust-like theosophy that again it's that same thread that's running through alt media now this gnostic theosophic oneness um cult religion uh you know again we have to you know peter jones of truth exchange he focuses a lot on this he makes the point that the biblical worldview is dualism creator and creation but this oneness thing says we're all the same we're all one frequency um you know, we are gods. That's what David Icke says. That's what theosophy says. That's what Satan said in the garden to Adam and Eve. You are gods. That's what the New Age alt media is saying today. And there's a there's a one minute clip, just an example where it's coming in through Hollywood, through the the, the music. Jim Carrey now is espousing this. So let, let's play this clip by Jim Carrey. It's all going to be all right. Mm. And you're supposed to say uh, that, you know, whatever you dream can come true. Mm. And you're supposed to say all those things. I do believe in manifestation, power mm. of that kind of stuff. But I don't believe that any of it matters. Mm. You know, um, this mattering is, a, is to me a, a human construct yeah. uh, born out of a need, the same need as you have to have you know, deities and things like mm. that. I mean, I believe in an energy of God, an yeah. energy of, you know, everything is divine. You mm. know, there's just not, there's no, there's no thing that isn't divine. Right. Everything is divine and I'm that. I'm not the body. I'm you guys and I'm this thing and I'm mm. this thing and I'm the cameras and it doesn't matter to me what's happening on them. Uh, sometimes I still have the groove cut in me that, you yeah. know, wants my hair to look nice. Right. It's an ancient thing. Yeah. You know, there's still ego there, yeah. but, I, but I don't, um, I'm finding that ultimately the, the freedom from it is, uh, is something people are kind of hungry for in a way. Right. They're like, I don't want to be me either. Right. You know, and I, and I go, well, look, great, because you never have been. Your further thoughts. 
Yeah, this uh, I saw the entire discussion between James Delenpole and David Icke. I was I was laughing. I was uh, you know I was thrilled by it. His write up on his Substack is excellent. Um, it, it's long and well researched. He definitely actually did his research. He he wanted to start the discussion with um, you know on good terms and assume that there would be you know an open discussion that would be very forthcoming about things, but. David Icke, when you push him on anything, he's very cagey. He doesn't want to really explain what he believes. And and so that was the source of the friction there between those two. Um, and then in this substack, he goes right into the Alice Bailey, Blavatsky, Theosophy. Um, he, he shows videos. He links to videos of David Icke over the years saying that he is the Christ. He is the son of God. He is all these you know outlandish things he says, including that he channels like a mystic, you know, a, a guru channeling messages from this outer consciousness, spirits, and all these types of things. So David Icke, you know, he's right in the middle of this this alternative media movement, and he's very proud of the fact that he's been banned from 20-some countries, but he is hyper-New Age. He is a complete theosophist. Now, one of the things, you know, that I wrote about in my substack that I just published on a theosophical it's called theosophical kabbalah as a mediator of the tribulation it's part of a thought experiment i'm doing right now on my substack trying to think about what could happen you know as as the collapse happens and as things ramp up as tribulation ramps up it's just a thought experiment it's not really a prediction even but you know i look into uh theosophy and i find that originally Helena Blavatsky, who was creating the Theosophical Society, um, was considering naming it the Egypt Egyptological Society, the Hermetic Society, and the Rosicrucian Society. Those are all different names they were considering before they settled on Theosophy. So you see the Egypt connection, you see the Rosicrucian connection. They were perfectly comfortable with these names too. They just didn't end up going with it. And once you understand that, you can... Think about people like Joe Rogan, um, obsessed with Egypt and how they built the pyramids and all the Graham Hancock and the Gaia.com sort of nexus that he taps into there. New Age is obsessed with Egypt and, and how these ancient societies lived. David Icke, who took many of his ideas from Jordan Maxwell, also obsessed with Egypt and this uh, Rosicrucian secrets that they say were passed down for thousands of years and all these things. And uh, the more of a spotlight we shine on that, and the more we use the Bible to ask these people, like, I'm not trying to force anyone to be a Christian, but at least be honest, you know, are you anti-Christian or are you, you know, because they want to make it sound like it's all compatible. That's one of the things with theosophy. They have a list of three goals in theosophy that they created at their founding of the Theosophical Society. One of them is to form a nucleus of the universal brotherhood of humanity without distinction of race, creed, sex, caste, or color. That's number one. Number two is to encourage the study of comparative religion. It's exactly what David Icke was doing in that discussion. He was saying all religions say the same thing. Uh, comparative religion, philosophy, and science. So Christianity has demons, Muslims have jinn, whatever, you know, and, and then he talks about vibrations all the time and the low vibrational forces and stuff like that. And then the third point is to investigate the unexplained laws of nature and the, late, the latent powers in mankind. So this is psychic 
powers. This is mysticism, shamanism, druidism, this idea that you can be like God, the unexplained powers in mankind. So those back in the 1800s already were the goals of the Theosophical Society. And you compare that, you overlap that with today's counterculture and the truth movement. It's one-to-one, 100% one, the same. We are living in a theosophical revolution and people don't realize it. Spot on. And um, what else was I going to say? In your article, you talk about this, this spiritualized science, quantum physics, uh, meditation, mysticism, drugs, near-death experiences, interdimensional entities will converge into an exciting field of study that is no less than theosophy. Um, you know, ayahuasca is, 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 again, it's coming out of this movement and I, I did want to read a bit from Delling. we got just a couple minutes left and for some reason I, I yeah i managed to save a copy of an excerpt from delling pole's substack it seems like he paywalled it again but he writes ike is a theosophist a new ager he uh, may not use that specific term but a luciferian um and then he goes he, he says that let's spell it out david ike shares the same religious belief system as the wicked master rulers he has been he has spent the last 30 years supposedly exposing i've mentioned before i've been to lutz's trust meeting um they love davos they love the un they love the sdgs they love agenda 2030 uh and and delling Pole continues he says indeed the new age might have been tailor-made for the awake community in particular because it appealed to their instinctive distrust of the system and then he says that um you know he says what could be cooler than discovering that you yes little old you are actually a god and the only reason you didn't realize it is that all pesky religion you had rammed down your throat when you were a child christianity being by far the worst led you uh up that garden path and he says from the christian perspective ike's philosophy is exactly what we were warned about in genesis when the serpent tempts eve in the garden to eat the fruit and claims for god knows does know that in the day you eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as god so it's, it's clear as day and, and you, the point that you made is that be honest you know new age alt media you say you are you are you are anti-christian christianity is you are opposed to it and you're basically, basically, you espouse occult, Luciferian, uh, theosophic beliefs, which is pretty much what our global elite uh, espouse. So what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, a little over a minute left. So final thought there. Yeah, I found um, there's a book called The Aquarian Conspiracy that I'm going to be posting a lot more about. But um, and I've mentioned it before, but Marilyn Ferguson wrote this book called The Aquarian Conspiracy that deals with exactly this. It's, it's all about the new age and turning theosophy into a mainstream movement, but without giving it a name. Um, she actually, in her introduction to that book, says that it's the movement that has no name. So the fact that David Icke doesn't acknowledge that he's a theosophist, and you don't hear anyone calling themselves theosophists, that's not a coincidence. That's the design of theosophy, is to say... Um, we are conspirators. We are working towards the same goal. A lot of it is about overturning Christianity, but they're not going to admit it. So we have to shine a light on it ourselves. All right. Good stuff. Well, well, we'll talk about your other sub stack piece next week. Don't expect a reasonable genocide. Wolfpox.com, winterchristian.substack.com. Thank you as always, Terry. Thank you. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs>